pudding. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Message. Uh, it's me, Zach, and Scott, and Greg, <laughs> pastors at Corner Church in Minneapolis. We're just doing our what we call flip-flop messages, where we're visiting each of our three church locations. All three of us are flip-flop in between the locations, speaking messages. So we've been sharing. If you've listened the last couple of weeks, Scott and Greg both shared the messages that they were speaking. And uh, my message is kind of coming off of uh, the last thing that Greg and Scott and I had talked about last message, uh, this whole idea of kind of finding your identity in Christ and, and really going to him and asking uh, what do you say about me? And the things that are wrong, uh, where do those even come from? Who who told you that? And the way God looks at us usually is, who told you that you are valueless or worthless or whatever? So we're doing it. We're making these messages. I feel like you guys' messages were great. And you guys talked. <laughs> and now I'm sitting over here with the crickets. New guy. New guy. I'm the newest on our team. He's been with us for 10 years. But... Yeah. 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 Just a year. And they're punishing me <laughs> for being new. They said I only have seven minutes to record this. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, my message really is just around this whole idea of um, that in our culture, we, we do a lot of things in Christianity we have a lot of practices. We have a lot of these kind of Jesus type things and uh, how easy it can be to do Christianity without actually connecting to Jesus. Uh, when we think about all these pictures of faith in the Bible that Jesus interacts with people who've done all the right things. Um, as a community, we've been in Matthew for like 10 years now, every week. It's only <laughs> two years. Two years. And uh, one thing we've seen over and over is Jesus interacting with these people who have 98% of the law right. They're getting it almost all done. And the 2%, uh, he points out, you're missing the 2%. And if you got it, even the 100%, you'd still be missing it. Um, you could do all these Christian things and still miss the point. Um and I've really just been questioning in my own life, what what is Christianity actually? What is following Jesus actually? Is it a bunch of stuff? Because um, I've spent most of my life doing Christian things and feeling like Jesus is really distant or that I don't know what he actually thinks about me. And so is Christianity, you know, saying this prayer so that Jesus can forgive my sins, so my name can go in this book somewhere so I can die when I go to heaven? I mean, that sounds like a silly version of that. But I think that's how we treat faith sometimes, how we treat Christianity. Uh, and as I was thinking through this message, just realizing in my own life, it's been so much more than that. And it's been uh, a lot less black and white than that, too. You know, what does it look like when I actually interact with the real person of Jesus and he actually changes my life? And so that's not necessarily a question I have yet for this message, but... Just as a precursor, what does it look like when we have a real interaction with this person of Jesus and it's life changing? Uh, what does that look like when it fuels the things we do rather than doing the Christian things or the Jesus things because we're supposed to and hoping that it's going to get us somewhere? I love it because the answer to a question. So somebody is asked, 
Um, so what is a Christian? Who is a Christian? What makes you a Christian? Um, these are always answered with the things. And then I, I don't know how, what the changing of the question is, you know, if it's like, what, I, I don't know. We always just go back to the things. And, um, and so the, the feeling or the reality that comes with when it's all about the things is that I'm a failure. I fall short. Um, I need to try harder. I mean, at this time, all this stuff that I'm sure the uh, pre Jesus culture felt those things in different contexts too. But the, all the things that Jesus was about and for, we completely neglect and just go Christian Christianity. I just, I don't swear freaking much. You know, I use Christian swear words and I, don't get drunk and I, whatever, you know, it's, it becomes things. Yeah. I went to a church where the, the measure of your Christianity was how many things on the, the, how many checks is on the box that you hit or didn't hit, I guess. And, uh, man, if that's what faith was really all about, then why the heck did Jesus come? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, wouldn't it have been easier just to give me, give us that list earlier on? Like, why do we have to <laughs> decipher this book in the Bible to try to get these lists of what we're supposed to do or what we're not supposed to do? Yeah. And uh, it really makes me think that maybe it isn't about checking boxes mm. and maybe it's about something else. Yeah. I think part of our cultural experience is specific to, you know, 2018, but this whole reward system, reward programs, um, getting rewarded for the work that you do that's good and getting punishment for the work you do that's bad. That, that's part of being human. That goes back thousands of years. And I think about when I was a kid, the whole, you know, following rule system. I do it with my kids sometimes where, you know, if you do this thing enough times, here's a reward. Or mm-hmm. you see the sticker chart. Uh, it's not all bad, but a sticker chart to say, if you, you know, sit on the potty 10 times and you don't have an accident, then we'll take you to a water park or whatever. Are we going to implement the sticker chart at church? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've already started. That's where this is going? Yep. Yep. Faith Gold Stars, we call them. Faith Gold Stars. Yeah. Or we have an app for it. (laughs) It's all abstract, yeah. Yeah. Only the pastors can give out stars, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because the pastors, we hold all the authority. It's important to realize. the (laughs) The gross thing or the hard thing about it is that... I get that motivation through stars and uh, being trusted or being trustworthy by achievement is comes with a lot of limitations and it's, it's terrible for people, but maybe it goes back to my conversation of talking about early together or together, local early together. You forgot. Is that, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, I just I was talking about you know the um, that's the distance between want to and actually doing it. Like I I want to not be driven that way. Yeah. But apparently I don't get it enough because I, you know, there isn't a sticker. But somebody might say, you know, well I would say I trust you. Why do I trust you? Because of you know these ten things, or I love you. Why do you, why do I love you? Blah, blah, all these different things. Yeah, it's so easy to be driven by the achievement. And then when I go, I don't understand why we do that as Christians. Well, yeah, I do it as a Christian because I do it in everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's natural. Again, this rewards and punishment system 
is supernatural. It just, it happens. It's not supernatural. It is supernatural. It happens very naturally. Uh, the thing about this whole interaction with Jesus and what makes relationship with him different is that it doesn't seem to fit very well with our system of reward. Uh, Greg talked in his message about just definition of identity that Adam and Eve in the garden, they're having this moment where they have done something poor and they start defining themselves by it. And uh, that God is not defining them by their decision-making. And uh, so how do we interact with that? And the text that I'm kind of walking into that for the last week for me has been uh, just speaking a lot to me is in Ephesians two, Paul's right into the church and just talking about what salvation really is. Uh, what Jesus actually did. And if you've been around church, if you've grown up in church, if you are a Christian, claim to be a Christian, or even if you know about Jesus, you've probably heard these ideas. Um, the main kind of theme that I'm thinking through in this message is um, that when we were dead because of sins, Christ came, he gave us life. Uh, God raised him from the dead. We've been raised with him, seated in heavenly realms. Uh, all this stuff. And then kind of these big things that are kind of like, well, duh, but we don't actually get them all the time. I don't think is uh, God saved you by his grace. When you believed, you can't take credit for it. Uh, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So no, none of us can boast about it. Um, that whole idea of salvation, not being a reward. I often think, okay, that's true, but there, there's gotta but, be some but, level, but, but there has to be something that, uh, you know, affects my salvation, you know, either I can do a lot of good and get some kind of favor, or if I do too much bad, then God's going to just change my salvation. It's going to be different. Uh, maybe you guys don't experience that, but yeah, right. Oh man, it's everywhere. I, I don't think I try not to teach it, but it's, that's most often the measure that I bring to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the pastor world. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. If you're a pastor, it's easy to preach the truth of a gospel and not believe it for myself. Really. Uh, <laughs> the next part of Ephesians, pause. <laughs> yeah. Grace is sufficient for all of you, except for me. Go then and be blessed <laughs> as I am not. <laughs> uh, Paul in the next, in Ephesians 3, kind of moves on to this point that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. And uh, it really spoke to me. It's not a logical thought at all. But uh, if I if I don't wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, wow, Jesus, you you actually want to make your home in my heart. You actually have given me salvation that I can't do anything to get rid of or earn. If that's not my basis and if, if you're a Christian who feels that way, you're not alone. Uh, but I think that's something that we have to learn to question. Like, where does that come from? Hmm. Uh, is it something that God's actually giving us? Or are we just living a Christianity that's based on a set of rules rather than an interaction with this person of Jesus? Uh, we look back a little bit. Matthew 19, we went over this story in our communities a few months back. This rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he's done a lot. He's followed a lot of commands he asks, you know, what should I do to have life? And Jesus says, go do these things. He says, oh, I've done all that. Is there anything else? And Jesus says, you know, sell all your belongings, give your money to the poor and come follow me. And this guy walks away really sad because he had a lot of wealth. He had a lot of things and he couldn't 
get rid of them. And Jesus essentially says it's impossible to do enough to get into the kingdom. His disciples say, wow, who, who can even be saved? Jesus looks at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are Im- with God, all things are possible. This whole new system. Uh, I think if we approach Jesus with all the stuff, with all the Christian things we've done, uh, like Greg, you were mentioning the, the checklist. If we bring our checklist to God, uh, let's say we've, we've kept all of the rules. Uh, Paul talks about being kind of the, the best among Jews. He was the most Jewish person of Jewish people and followed the law very much so. Uh, just that he even mentions that following was worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of these things that we we understand as ideas, but without interacting with Jesus, I don't I don't think we really know. It's kind of like if I know the mechanics of a bicycle, but I don't actually ride a bike. I've never ridden a bike. I, I haven't got to experience the joy of riding a bike. If I know how food works, how our digestive system operates, but I don't actually partake in eating. I'm not actually eating. Yeah. And the same, I think, a lot of times is true with Jesus. And the question that comes up for me is, uh, you know, what are these things in our own lives that we've known them in our mind, but we haven't been able to actually understand and experience them in our heart? And how do we take something from this place of knowledge? And even when we've lived our lives just with a knowledge that drives everything, how do we deeply internalize these truths that feel very gray, very illogical? They don't make sense. They go against the systems that we're so used to. How do we do that? I mean, I think that's like this question sums up what I've been going through this last week. And my message was just like this reminder of, of where identity comes from. And it's easy to like, spout off the scriptures of like well yeah made in god's image and god loves me and all these things just this reminder of that uh, i think what really has pushed me is that that jesus he came not i think i said it in my message but he came not so that he would be known that but so that we would be known and like we're so important that to god that uh that he would do that and I, I don't know, that's been this process of me of like, I've always known, like I went, grew up in church and uh, I, you know, I went to school and studied Bible stuff and like I had the knowledge, but it's like those moments of rediscovery sometimes of like, oh, I've said that thing, but like, have I really operated in that truth? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't. Do I really understand how uh, the death of this person who wasn't just a person thousands of years ago equals, and my embracing of that equals uh, being cool with God? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can give the right answers to that, mm-hmm. but understanding it, I go, well... I, I don't know how that all works. And so, but I do know if I'm a good boy, God likes me. Yeah. So I just quickly go back to merit. And, uh, and so that the distance between understanding that grace through Christ leads to salvation and under and embracing that grace through Christ leads to salvation is, it's hard. Yeah. 
it goes back to this idea. We can have the idea of Christ making his home in our heart or the experience of Christianity. I think if we don't experience this thing that Paul talks about in Ephesians here, um, just the, the things that come along with it as he's talking to the Ephesians, just may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep mm. his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Mm. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I think in myself, the points where I've understood Christianity and done Christian things, but have not understood or experienced that love that is deep and ununderstandable, uh, those are moments where I have to look back and question uh, was I missing something? And this isn't what I grew up in in church that says you need to question what you've done wrong. We can easily find what we've done wrong and we can make this about our sin management, <laughs> our performance really quickly. Sin. That's part of the app, by the way. There's a yeah. sin management bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It records you all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So every curse word, it goes up. Yeah. We're trademarking it, so you better hurry up and come up sin with your own version app. soon. Yeah. So good. Um, I, I think we look at Jesus and he never used people's sin in their life as a motivator for them to say some prayer. He came to them and offered this full abundant life to them. And it, I mean, all of us, us in this room and people listening, we're all in these kind of different camps, but it doesn't change the real gospel of who Jesus is. Um, Christianity, we could all do Christianity in our own way and kind of not do it in connection with Jesus. And Again, it's not this easy thing to find out, but I think that's where this journey with Jesus takes us. He doesn't say, I'm going to give you all the answers, but I've noticed in my own life after you know, 20 plus years of trying to be a good enough Christian and, and failing miserably every day, sometimes every week, sometimes um, Jesus showing me that uh, it's not about that, that I've, I've missed it at some point. And uh, one thing we're doing this week at, at Camden that's a little different is we're going to take five minutes at the end of our time together. Uh, we do a lot of conversation, a lot of talking at our tables, and we do it really well. One thing we don't do often is take those things to God and, and tell him those things or even ask him what he wants to say to us, which that's a really scary moment when we when we read the Bible and we see in knowledge what's been given to us to actually apply it is kind of terrifying. When Paul talks about you can approach the throne of God with confidence, I, I don't do that. I can't do that. Like, okay, God, I know you meant that, but there's no way that I can actually come and approach you confidently. Uh, but I think that's the start. That's one step that starts us in this living full life. When Jesus mentions, I've come so that you may have not just a surviving life, but an abundant life. I think that's kind of what he gets at. Um, I think... It's not about managing our sin to get to abundant life. It's that we get to have abundant life in Jesus. And uh, we're kind of ending with this whole question of what does it actually look like for, for Christ to make his home in your heart as you trust him? And as a community, us just taking that deeper with one another, uh, but just picturing God in ourselves and going to him and doing those scary moments of, all right, God, I, I don't see you right. I don't see myself right. I don't know what to do with this, but... I want to connect with you, really. I think the easiest response to that last question is, you know, what does it look like for Christ to make his home in your heart as you trust him? The easiest response is to go, I don't know. 
tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and that is like, that's can can be Christianity 101 is to say, I don't know, tell me. I don't know, tell me. That's kind of a culture that we've, that's a greater church that we've built and something that we as in the corner church world have been trying to uh, walk away from yeah. is that being told doesn't necessarily yield change, but um, walking into a question, walking into an idea and not really having to figure it out, not having a clean, nice answer at the end of it, it's actually part of the process of growth and processing it. Yeah. And so the gross answer to that question is, or the answer to that question that I would walk in is like, I don't really know. Here are, here's kind of where I'm at. And here's where I think I should take a step towards. Yeah. And, uh, that's that can be viewed as being not very Christian because the Christian answer is completion, perfection. Yeah. And that goes back to the stickers. Yeah. We need to view we need to view faith as uh a like a car and we can you can find all of the YouTube videos of how to build a car. Yeah. How to fix a car, how to do all these things. Uh but that doesn't mean you actually have any of the skills. And so there's 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 a clear difference between the knowledge of God and knowing God. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what this makes me think of. One thing that came up for me is I, I've known about God my whole life. And spending five minutes with him last week was uh, just like life-altering almost in a good mm-hmm. way. And uh, just the idea that um, we could know about God for hundreds of years and to spend five minutes with him truly is going to be better than those hundreds of years of knowledge. And uh, for us as a team, uh, we just say that, yeah, we don't have it all figured out and we still struggle with these things in a good way. It's, it's good to work through these things and struggle through these things. And um, for those of you listening who feel like, Oh, I, I can't, you know, I can't be real with these questions. I can't be real with, you know, all these things that I'm not doing right in Christianity. Um, Jesus has this moment with uh, his disciples. He tells this parable about one of the religious leaders and another man, and they're in the temple praying. And the religious leader is saying, you know, God, thank you. I'm not like this person over here. Thank you that I'm so good. And I give so much of my money away. Thank you that you didn't make me like this terrible tax collector. And this other guy is just beating his chest and looking at God saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Growing up, that picture was always said, you need to beat yourself down and you're a sinner. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what Jesus was getting at. I think that uh, he was getting at this idea that this person uh, wasn't trying to gain his value, his uh, identity from the money he gave or from all the good things he did, but that the basis of it was saying, God, I I need you. So wherever you're at in that journey, uh, God wants to be there with you. Whatever you're doing wrong in Christianity, we've done it wrong, too. And this is a good moment to just question things. And uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Again, our, our goal is that we would just open up the, pull back the curtain and what happens in the creation of a message, a sermon, uh, not so that uh, we would be seen as people that have it all figured out. But rather, you'd see that teaching is process and uh, we don't have all the answers, but hopefully together we can, can grow.